most basic part of praise is choosing to focus on God and His works instead of on the spectacles and the noise around us. Those who do this, who practice keeping God's name holy, He calls wise. The blessings that result from this choice really have no rival and can't compare with what the world promises but can't deliver. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to listen to God's Word, to meditate on it, and then to pray it back in response to Him. If you're new here, I invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite provider. You're right at home here. In Season 3, we're praying through the Psalms both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. One of the more surprising discoveries that I've made in the Psalms was how much wisdom they teach. They are prayers and they help us to pray. That's obvious. But the rich variety of prayer, I wasn't expecting that. Lament and complaint, trust and praise, confession and longing and history, that's beyond my typical praying before taking the Psalms seriously. And wisdom, how to live a life that's blessed, that's well-ordered, thoughtful, and reverent. Those are the concerns of wisdom. And there's more of that in the Psalms than most of us are even aware of. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process, and you can get details at wordofprayer.com. The wisdom books of the Bible include Job, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. They are practical, and they teach us how to live. They don't philosophize in an armchair. They were written on the front lines, and they are pretty clear. Fear God and live life by His commands. Well, today we're going to look at Psalms 111 and 112, though we're going to focus more of our time on 111. Let's listen to it now. Praise Yah. I will give thanks to Yahweh with my whole heart in the counsel of the upright and in the congregation. Yahweh's works are great, pondered by all those who delight in them. His work is honor and majesty. His righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. Yahweh is gracious and merciful. He has given food to those who fear him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are truth and justice. All his precepts are sure. They are established forever and ever. They are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant to stand forever. His name is holy and awesome. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. All those who do his work have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. That's Psalm 111. 
Now, both Psalm 111 and Psalm 112, they both begin with hallelujah or praise Yah. They are punctuated with an exclamation mark at the very beginning. Like a horn, it rouses us. Wake up! Our world is noisy and distracted. From the time we get up until we go to bed, we tend to focus on all kinds of things under the sun. Fashion, food, news, politics, gossip, games, weather, wealth, injustice, infighting, endless buzz. Sometimes it dies down, only to start right back up. Psalm 111 says, wake up! God is at work. And what he has done and what he's doing far surpasses what you are preoccupied with. We'll look at some of the details in just a minute. Let me say first of all, though, both of these Psalms, 111 and 112, are acrostics. That's a special kind of poetry. Usually that means the first word of each line starts with a letter of the alphabet and proceeds in order. In this case, it's the Hebrew alphabet. Each of these Psalms is 10 verses long, but especially in verses 9 and 10, you get three of those acrostic words packed in in each of them. So for the total of 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Why does this matter since most of us can't appreciate such a feature in our own language? We acknowledge first that acrostics are an art form that takes skill. The form imposes some limits or constraints on the poet. They can also add memorization for reciting in the original language, of course, and they especially demonstrate a completeness of thought, like A to Z, everything that can be said on a certain topic, at least everything worth saying. So the acrostic points us actually to something else. Skill was put into composing this prayer. We should slow down and meditate on it. Wisdom does not come instantly, and we live in an instant society. We have instant noodles, we have instant everything, streaming, real time. We want things right now. Wisdom does not come right now. It does not come instantly. It takes time and effort. We should repeat the psalm and delve deeper into the lines to see what else is there, and not just on the surface, but really what's underneath. One of my sons listens to music that I find hard to understand. And he says, but dad, there's a lyric breakdown and you can really understand all of the lyrics if you really go in depth in them. That's what we need to do with the Psalms is get a lyric breakdown. But that takes time. That takes meditation. What do we find there when we do that? Well, after the first verse of Psalm 111, which is a call to proclaim God's praise publicly, to gather the upright and have an audience. We have verses 2 through 9 that build up going from general to specific, praising God's works and his words, climaxing in his redemption. He has redeemed his people from a lost and hopeless situation and made a lasting covenant promise to them, one that will not be set aside. So the climax in Psalm 111 is this, in verse 9. His name is holy and awesome. That's something to shout about. 
That's also what Jesus told us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Father in heaven, holy be your name. Because it is. Your name is holy. And that's a command form, an imperative, we would say. Holy be your name. His name is holy and awesome. Psalm 111, verse 9. And look what flows from it in verse 10. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. All those who do his work have a good understanding. God wants us to fear and worship him and join him in his work. So verses 2 through 9 go through all the different ways that God is at work. His wonders, his deeds, his graciousness, his redemption, his deliverance in the world. How he has fed us and led us and taken care of us. And in verse 10, he wants us to join him in his work. He wants us to have true wisdom. Now, Psalm 112 seems to flow directly out of this. It also starts with hallelujah first line. And then immediately it says this, blessed is the one who fears Yahweh, who delights greatly in his commandments. That's verse one. And then what follows is an expansion on all the blessings of the wise and righteous person who follows God. Things that we've seen already in Psalm 1, and it's really a portrait that matches the book of Proverbs perfectly. True blessing is pronounced on the man or woman who lives in wisdom. Just like the book of Proverbs starts by instructing a young son in wisdom, and it ends praising the virtue of a woman who gives her full life to serving God, to fearing God. We have that same thing in a capsule form in Psalm 112. The final verse in Psalm 112, verse 10 just like the final verse of Psalm 1, Psalm 1-6, includes the opposite, the negative of the photo, if you will, the opposite of the blessed life of the righteous or the wise. And it talks about the frustration and lack of fulfillment of the wicked whose desires will perish. Nothing will come of all their boasts and busyness. Pray with me now, will you? Yahweh, we praise your name. It is holy. Your works and words and deeds and wonders are awesome. They are far exceeding our ability to list them out or to proclaim them. But we will try. We will remember and tell what we do know. We will not keep silent. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for buying us back from bondage, delivering us from darkness. Teach us how to truly fear and worship you, to serve you, not for the blessings, but in order to bless your name. Amen. We've only skimmed the surface, and I urge you to go deeper with either Psalm 111 or 112. Pick one line to meditate on. That's a good place to start. And if when I read through Psalm 111, if none of the lines were impressed on your heart, I recommend verse 2 of Psalm 111, which says, Yahweh's works are great, pondered by all those who delight in them. Just take a moment to let that soak in. 
Yahweh's works are great, pondered by all those who delight in them. Spend time meditating on it today. Write it out. Give yourself a few reminders to revisit it throughout the day. Just make sure you follow through with this. Thanks for listening. I really enjoy sharing these devotions. If you're being blessed by them, consider supporting this ministry monthly by signing up on our Patreon link in the show notes. Supporters get access to bonus episodes like our secret episode on Psalm 49, as well as special members-only events. You can also get daily encouragement on Twitter. My handle is at wordofprayer15. And I encourage you to get a copy of God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray Through the Psalms on Amazon, or we have a link in the show notes. Live a hallelujah life today out loud.